Greetings. My name is Willie, and I'm 63 years old. Today's date is Tuesday, February 23rd, 2016, and we are in San Jose, California. And I'm here with one of my favorite people on earth, Janet Cole, uh, who I met in 2008 through a medical retreat program here in San Jose. And we have been partners ever since. Hi, and my name's Janet Cole. I am 52 years old. Today's date is February 23rd, 2016. I'm in San Jose, California, and I met Willie when I was his nurse at the medical respite in 2008 and then quickly moved from a, from being his nurse to being his partner in um, homelessness and homeless health care, and then um, also being his friend. I had been homeless for six years, uh, living out on the street, uh, sleeping on a slab of rock at a commuter train station here in the San Francisco Bay Area, riding um, public transit all night. Um, I actually went 10 consecutive days without food because I didn't know anything about the homeless lifestyle. I had uh, a job for 15 years. Um, two companies merged didn't need two accounting departments, so my whole accounting department got laid off. But I did not have a college degree, and it took me two years to find another job. And when I did, I had to take a 50% cut in pay. I just could never recover from that. Uh, while I was out on the street, on not taking my blood pressure or diabetes medication, my foot got infected to the point where um, part of it had to be amputated. But I was lucky. Normally, people, homeless community members who have emergency surgery like that get kicked back out on the street once um, they can no longer stay in the hospital. But I was lucky. The day that I had my surgery was the day that the medical respite program opened. And I was able to transition directly from hospital to medical respite where I could stay and get the care that I needed, the support that I needed, until I got into permanent housing. And I've been in housing. It'll be um, seven years on March 3rd. I was in the program four months. And uh, what I took away is the value of building positive relationships. No matter what goes on, Janet always tried to have something positive to say to people. Uh, we used to have uh, weekly support group meetings where all the respite um, guests would get together and we would talk about if we met our goals, what we did during the week. And Janet was always good about trying to find something positive to, to say to each respite guest, something that they can take away from that weekly meeting so that they felt like they were getting just a little bit better one way or another. Um, she'd say, you know, Willie, I want to commend you for making all your medical appointments. Or, you know, 
taking all of your meds or um, going to um, get your driver's license or your ID. She always wanted to focus on something positive. And even if you didn't meet your goals, you know, she would say something like, you know, how can you, what can you change so you can meet your goal next time? It was always leaving something with a positive experience. And I think that's, um, that, that's what made our relationship very special. Because it was a new program, um, there were a lot of tour groups coming through, a lot of VIPs um, checking out the new facility. And I noticed that they were out in the hallway talking about uh, the program. And one day I just decided to open the door to my room, let them see what a room looked like, and I just talked, shared about my personal experience, being homeless and being in the respite program and what the respite program um, did in my life. And from there, um, I was invited to share my experience at a national conference during a workshop that medical respite staff was putting together. I wrote a letter. We all became national speakers at the same time, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is huge. <laughs> and that's part of the advocacy, <laughs> part of the professional development. Yeah. Um, I wrote a letter to the um, interim CEO of the uh, the host of the program, as well as the uh, chief medical officer. And um, later on, I would hobble up to seventh floor administration of the hospital and I'd shake the hand of the chief medical officer and present him with that letter. Uh, one, of the, one of my special moments was during um, one of the uh, weekly support group meetings. Uh, we were supposed to set um, weekly goals and I casually mentioned that I wanted to walk in a diabetes walk. And the first thing out of Janet's mouth was, Willie, I want to walk with you. And later on, we would complete five miles together. You know, that's, that's the building relationships that I'm talking about. Um, it wasn't just, a, it was never just about um, med prescription medication or blood pressure checks. It's about building relationships far beyond the medical respite experience. Willie did a lot more than that, though. He, I mean, his advocacy just for our medical respite was amazing because he took our program and, and talked to senators and congressmen and, and hospital CEOs. Oh, well. In hospital CEOs, and um, um, but yet he also became almost like a um, the hostess with the mostess at the <laughs> medical respite. Like we, I one, I remember we once had somebody. Um, this was after Willie was out of the medical respite. He used to come back to the support group. We call them the respite group meetings, and and he used to come back each week as kind of like the OG, the, <laughs> you, were, you would come back and just yeah. like, just show, you know, just be there for the, for the respite folks. And, um, 
and all the people that were there. And um, we had a new person um, at the respite who spoke Korean. And Willie brought some signs that he had translated on his computer that said, Welcome to Respite. We are your family. And and I just thought it was so sweet. And he put the signs on this person's bed so that when the person would you know, come in their room, they would feel so good. And it was just such a sweet thing to do. And he would talk to folks and and um and he he eventually started a, a what we call like a graduation or a grad group that um folks that had left the medical respite that still felt like they needed the support each week. But but tell me how that um started your journey of advocacy for homeless health care because you not only went from a local perspective, you went on to state and and national advocacy. And I tell us about that. It was really um, a partnership between all of us in the program. I saw an opportunity just to share my personal experience and how it had an effect on the um, VIPs that were touring the respite facility. Then I was invited to speak at uh, one of the community benefit events for a hospital partner that invested in medical respite. And then I was invited to join the Homeless Health Care Advisory Board here in Santa Clara County. And uh, it just started from there. I just saw an opportunity to share from the point of view of someone who had personally experienced homelessness. Because a lot of times the conversations include elected officials and um, big wigs in the county, but they don't necessarily invite to the table people who are personally experience homelessness. We don't, we're not normally part of the conversation. And I just saw this opportunity to be part of the conversation and to share my, share my experience. So it just started from there. Would you say to someone who wants to learn more about homeless individuals that maybe isn't homeless, how would you, what would you say? What would you tell them? What would you want them to know? That's not an easy question. Um, we all um, deal with life experiences. We all make decisions. And every story, every homeless person has his own life experience, his own story. And what works for you may not work for another person in, in learning about that experience. Uh, certainly, um, Talk to people on the street if they let you. Um, you can never live their life unless you experience it for a, a long period of time. Um, I never thought that much about homeless people until I lost my apartment. Um, I had very negative feelings about some of them until I became one of them. Um, I often talk when I speak to groups about, quote, I'm not like the rest of you, unquote. I was not like the rest of the homeless people when I um, started experiencing it. I had a real job. I had a real salary. I had a real life. And I thought, you know, 
homeless people, were just um, people that were taking advantage of society until I became one of them. And then I found out through talking with them that they had college degrees, uh, they had job experiences, they had everything that everyone else in society had, but they hit a bump in the road somewhere. Something happened in their life. And they're just trying to find their way out of that bump in the road, just, just like me. Some, uh, it's more challenging. Uh, some have given up trying to dig out of that hole. Uh, some are angry at society. Uh, we all have different experiences. The one thing I will say is that we all make decisions. Um, some of our decisions work in our lives, some don't. Uh, I was never one to blame society for everything that happened to me. Um, I have to share responsibility. Don't be afraid to talk to people on the street. Always protect yourself. Um, but the only way to learn about someone else is to talk with them. Um, learn about their life experience, where they have been, where they're trying to go, and just take it from there. There's no one thing you can do. But communication is critical in building relationships. I will always come back to the, the building relationships because that is what has worked in my life. It, it's, it's interesting. Like, I hear you say... You know, I I wasn't like them. And when I first met you, I'll agree with that. You, everything about you, even your mannerisms were like, I wasn't like them. But recently I heard you give a talk at the International uh, Street Medicine Symposium where you, where you not only said, I'm exactly like you, we're exactly like you. We all, whether we're housed or not housed, are exactly like you. And not you, Willie, yeah. but you as a homeless person. And and um, it's so true. It's so true. We're all the same. We're all humanity. We're all people. And, and I, I guess if I was going to ask myself that question, the question I just asked you yeah. um, about what would you want someone to know? It's just that. It's what it's what you say when you when you talk that that even though you see differences between you, you know, between myself maybe and and a homeless person, in the end we're all the same. We're all people. And and it just comes down to that learning people and talking to people and getting to know their stories and getting to know that they're just like you. Never thank the Valley Homeless Healthcare Program enough, and I have an opportunity to to share that experience both nationally and internationally. Uh, the rest of it is my favorite subject to talk about because it really had an impact on my life. And uh, what really had an impact was staying in touch. Um, far beyond the four-month respite experience. We have been you know, partners, friends, uh, for seven years. Yeah, we have. Uh, 
Yeah. We, <laughs> we're stuck with each other. We're stuck with each other. <laughs> I will say, Willie, that that I'd like to thank you, though, for all the lessons you've taught me. When we took that walk, the the diabetes walk, and we walked the five miles I'll say we were not the fastest people on that trail, so we uh, had quite a long time to talk. And I, I, I was ready to give up at at the first mile. No, <laughs> I was. No, but, but this is Janet. This is Janet. <laughs> Willie, take one more step. You can do it. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> That's Janet. That's her positive. He outlook. was. He was so happy to end the five <laughs> miles. But uh, but Willie, I will say that. Um, You've taught me so much, and I think I'm. I think I'm the person who's gained the most in our friendship because I, I went on that walk with you, because I I was looking to make a difference. I was looking to do something, and you taught me in your quiet, beautiful way just how to listen and how to, how important that is, and. And and how that makes people feel, and yeah. and listening's hard. And I've never been a good listener, but I really have tried to be a better listener because I think it does make a difference. And I think you taught me that, and so I really do thank you for that. And that's why I think I got I won in this relationship. I'm also pretty competitive, if you don't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I will say, yeah. So, so thank you so, so much. So the prescription for better health care, better health outcomes, um, better outlook on life, build relationships, learn to listen and hear what somebody has to say, mm-hmm. meet people where they are exactly in society, and just just love each other to death. <laughs> there you go. That's it. You got it. And we'll be partners forever. We'll be partners forever. (laughs) Partners in the homeless health care scene and friends forever. Yeah. Yeah.